Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today on the show, we talk about the idea of there not being another. What if there is no villain to the story? Then I do some more storytelling for the free skate. So I'm going to be talking the whole time. And then finally, at the end of the show, I need your help. Okay. I'm not going to ask you for money. I mean, maybe someday I will, but not today. All right, here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. We, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the show. <laughs> thank you very much, Eve and Lucy, and thank you for being here on Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. As you notice, we're adding some new things to the show. Yes, there was an advertisement. How about that? <laughs> Big time. Uh, and uh, yeah, doing a, doing a little bit of a cold open, kind of thinking about the show a little bit, putting some uh, thinking into the podcast. We'd love to know what you think about it. I am excited that you are here on doing the best we can. If this is your first time, you should know that this is a show uh, that starts as a newsletter, a newsletter where every single week I write about something that I am considering. Um, and then I share that on the show. In fact, I just finished writing it and I pop on and hit record and I record this thing live. So please excuse any stuttering or stammering or like I just did with like a little quiet cough that I didn't want you to hear. Uh, but yeah, share that and then, uh, share some extra bonus free skatey kind of stuff. And then also stick around for the end of the show. Cause I have a favor to ask you and I really do. I need, I need your help with something and I am just racking my brain and I figure, you know what? There are a lot of smart people that listen to the show. We can, I could, I could get some help from you. So, uh, with that, let's get started on the main idea for this week from the newsletter. Issue 26. Esther's mom. When a few of us created The New Activist, a podcast I produced and hosted back in the day in 2016, the side mission of it was always to use the growing medium of podcasting to tell the brave stories of people uh, found inside of IJM, a global organization dedicated to ending human trafficking. And a few times, we did that through interviewing IJM staff for the show, along with many other guests from many other organizations. But that didn't tell the whole human story and the cost of modern-day slavery. To tell that story, we always knew we had to take the podcast audience to the places where IJM was working. For three years, we tried to find the right story, in the right place, at the right time. Given the dark and dangerous nature of human trafficking, so many factors had to line up in order to make the podcast feasible. It had to be safe for the people who, were who we were interviewing and for the crew while not hindering the delicate political and social relationships that make the work of IJM fruitful. Lastly, and certainly worth mentioning, the story had to make good podcast content. Like it just had to be interesting, right? All stories are worthy, but some are harder to tell via an audio medium than others. And so finally, after years of searching, the factors aligned to join us with Esther. 
the story of Esther is one that I've told so many times on both The New Activist and in adjacent interviews surrounding the launch of the series. So I won't rehash everything here and all the details, but here's a short version of her story. Here it is. As a young child, Esther was trafficked to a remote island to work in the fishing industry. She suffered there for many years until one day, through a series of extraordinary events orchestrated by IJM and led by a very brave man named Jeffrey, she was rescued from the island. When I met and interviewed Esther, she was living in a group home that did its best to provide educational, vocational, psychological, and physical support in order to help her make up in part, for as much as you can, for a lost childhood. I'll share more about my time interviewing here in just a, a moment over on the Free Skate. But for now, I'll say that the counselor and journalist in me kept realizing a nagging thought as I was interviewing her. I kept thinking, where are her parents? Why, why is she here and not in her actual home? Something was just not right. In the year of logistics and planning that preceded our trip to learn from Esther, I was pretty adamant that if this podcast series was going to work, we needed to talk to everyone. I kept using the term unprecedented access with the advanced teams, indicating that if this podcast was going to be compelling and do justice to Esther's heroism, we'd have to leave no stone unturned. We need to talk to experts, IJM staff, undercover investigators, political leaders, and, the, and her family. And while everyone agreed that this was the right idea, there was understandable trepida trepidation. The work of fighting human trafficking is delicate and relies on a house of cards made up of political capital, NGO cooperation, dedicated field office staff, funding, and goodwill. Some podcast team insensitively traipsing around could easily jeopardize this balance. Given that balance, the whole team was grateful when we learned we'd been granted final clearance to interview Esther's family. This clearance came on the very day we visited Esther, which was ideal because we just had so many questions for her family. They were the missing piece of the puzzle, we thought, and we thought that that was about to be revealed to us. That night, I reviewed my questions and spoke with the film crew about how to approach this delicate moment. I was ready, and transparently... I was frustrated with her parents and gearing up for a bit of a confrontation. In fact, I pulled, uh, pulled up my notes last night from, from that, and here are some of the questions that I was preparing to ask. I was going to ask her parents, did you sell your child into slavery? Why didn't you look for her? Didn't you miss her? She's going to listen to this. What do you want to say to her? Do you love her? While those questions may be fair... They were also arrogant and ignorant. They assumed that the parent was the villain. They assumed that for there to be something so terrible as a child enslaved, there must be multiple layers of bad guys responsible. My questions assumed a level of ability and resourcing that I so blindly enjoyed in my own life. They were loaded and shallow. The next morning, our little crew drove quietly and apprehensively through the countryside. While our time with Esther the day before was surprisingly joyful, light, and hopeful, this day was dark. Even though we didn't know what we'd find, we knew we were entering a location where children were still disappearing, only to show up years later in a remote fishing village. Honestly, I was scared to be there. Unceremoniously, we were jolted out of our quiet angst as the van stopped, and the driver said, this is it. 
The local fixer type got out and confirmed again that the podcast and film crew were here and that they wanted to spend some time hearing their story. After a few moments, we were motioned out of the van by the fixer and led into the backyard of what was Esther's early childhood home. In the distance, I saw a woman kneeling by a tree. She was looking away and glancing at us with disdain every few moments. I could tell by her face that this was Esther's mom. She was a spitting image of the young woman we'd, be la- we'd, been, we'd been laughing with only 24 hours earlier. Except this woman was not young or joyful, nor was she present, making eye contact, or by any measure fully there. I approached her gingerly, and the counselor and me pushed the journalist aside, and I asked, are you okay? She looked past me into the distance, disgusted. Ma'am, are you okay with being interviewed about Esther? You don't have to do this. It's fine. Really, we can leave. It was then that she turned towards me, squared her gaze for the first and only time, and whispered through gritted teeth, Her name is not Esther. She was right, of course. Esther was a pseudonym we were using to protect the child's identity. And her mom wanted me to call her by her real name the name she'd chosen as she carried and labored in dire circumstances for nine months, the name she'd whispered as she nursed her first baby, the name that no doubt had plagued and broken her throughout the many years of Esther's enslavement. As I'd arrogantly assumed, this woman wasn't the other or the villain. She was not a person to be demolished or revealed for in her role in Esther's story. She was a shell of a person who presented as having profound challenges. She was part of a systemic failure deeper than any box I wanted to wrap the podcast in. It turns out, Esther's mom was actually a human being. And as I looked into her eyes for a fleeting moment, I remembered the very inconvenient truth that all people have value and are deserving of care. As the podcast crew and film crew returned to the van... Only one sentence was uttered before we sat in silence for the half-day drive to our home base. I said, we are not using any of that. And we didn't. I think I briefly shared a few moments of this experience on The New Activist, but the audio has long since been deleted. It was too sad, too complex, and somehow too broken even for a story like this. The real story that I got my, quote, unprecedented access to was how the enemy other or villain is really a mirror of my own ego and fear of the world. I desperately want there to be a why and for all the bad things to happen for a reason, but often there is no why. There's only me sitting under a tree with another parent who has been beaten by the world and is doing her best to survive. When I saw Esther again the next day, I called her by her real name. There you go. Those are my thoughts about that time with Esther. I think about that time all the time, and I don't know why it pinged for me to share it this week, but here we go. So I wanted to also tell you about the, hence the joyful music. Here's the joyful bouncy music. Uh, Just really quickly, uh, wanted to add to that about the time with Esther, and I still want to protect her, but um, you know, you go into these things a little bit nervous thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet a person who was in slavery. And I am telling you, she was, I think at the time we met her, she was 14 or 15 and she was all of 14 or 15. 
she was laughing they were she was giggling with her friends and kind of like subtly making fun of us <laughs> right like she was just a kid and it was so fun and I always remember the moment that we're like all of the film crew and podcast crew there were like five of us great great people some of the people I love most in the world like just Corey and Jeremiah uh and I don't need to go through all the names why am I doing that um and so uh, so we're sitting there and we're all introducing ourselves and this sweet girl just absolutely like you know we're like hi I'm Eddie nice to meet you Esther you know hi I'm Jeremiah nice to meet you Esther and she just one at a time just was like clapping for us she would like run up and hug us and we're like oh you are the sweetest and then she just played and drew and so it was just this beautiful moment but I always feel a little bit weirdly embarrassed about it because I interviewed her and we would do like 10 minutes of interview and conversation. And then we would just kind of all step aside to make sure that she was feeling comfortable. And every single time it was so happy and joyful. And then I would go out back and I would have to disappear behind the house. And I just cried hard. And I still feel embarrassed about that because I know my friend Vera was there and saw it. And I just always feel like such a strange juxtaposition about that day, about how beautiful it was to see the hope in what happens in survival, but at the same time, sitting in just the profound sadness of what has been lost and hearing her recount it. And just what a what a juxtaposition that day was and how it's like that movie Inside Out, like total joy and total sadness sit together. Uh, and just the moment of just like laughing with her and then being out back crying <laughs> and then like wiping off my face and going back in. And just having another great conversation and laughing and goofing around and then going back outside. I'm just crying out back. It was so wild. Anyhow, that was the story of Esther. If you want to listen to it, I'm sure it's still over on The New Activist. I haven't I haven't checked it in a while, but uh, I think the, the show is still there. You can go listen to the series. And I also shared on the podcast, excuse me, on the newsletter, that uh, if you want to support IJM, they're a great organization. All right. So uh, that's it. That's the free skate for today. Uh, wanted to share that with you so you get a full story of it next week. I'm like, well, okay, come back next week, even if you don't like what I'm about to say. But next week, we're talking about baseball. Opening day is uh, is on the 30th, which is next Thursday. So I am very excited about that. But please don't skip it if you don't like baseball. I'm trying to figure out how to way to make it meaningful for you, <laughs> even if you don't like baseball. But I love baseball so much. Okay, let's close things. Uh, yeah, as I said at the beginning of the show, I think I said it twice, even in that little cold open thing. Um, I would love your help with something. So here's the thing. I am continually trying to grow the podcast and figure out how to make this content uh, meaningful for you. It has been suggested a few times that I do some sort of like like Q&A thing, but I always feel weird about the Q&A thing because it's sort of like here I am up on a pedestal and you may come and sit and hear more of my, like I don't have, you know, more of my wisdom. I don't have anything else to say besides what I wrote. Um, but I am trying to think of if there was something else that happened during the week uh, that was kind of in line with the material. Is there anything that we could do that would be uh, meaningful for you, help you, and like as you're considering whatever random thing I wrote about that week, uh, yeah, but that would also be scalable, right? Like something that's like, I can't pick up the phone and call every single person and chat, though it would be fun. Um, but something we could do like maybe on social media that could help us kind of connect a bit as a community. I know that's a broad question, but I'm just so bad at this. And I'm just, I just, I already do the live thing or not the live thing, but I record the video of the day it comes out or close to the day it comes out. And that's, that's all I can do of just me talking. 
So how could we talk together? What what would what would work? And like real marketing talk, what would help people find the show? Because I would love for more people to be listening to the podcast. So that's the big question. Email me, eddie at eddiecoffolds.com. That's my actual email address. I would love to hear from you. I will do my best to respond. Usually if it's towards the weekend, I just stop checking email. So there's that. As always, thank you to Uncle Jimmy for editing the newsletter. Uh, He is the best. If you ever need him to edit anything, um, you should go to the show notes. And he is great, and you should totally hire him. Um, He's a fantastic editor, and he makes my words so, so much better. Uh, Thank you, as always, for listening to Doing the Best We Can. And I am so grateful that we got to be here this week. I look forward to seeing you next week on the big baseball episode. (laughs) I know you're pumped up about it. Have a good, good, good rest of your day. Bye-bye.